I'm Annie Apple, and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series, Raising April. It's the most intimate sports-related conversations you will hear. Each week, we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burrow, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app. You're listening to a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HD Smartcast. Hello, I'm Murli Krishnan from Hindustan Times. I've been reporting from the court for the past seven years. Happy 70th Supreme Court is a 13 episode series about the court and its history. Hi everyone, welcome to the 10th episode of Happy 70th Supreme Court. In this episode, I will discuss about one of the most debated and discussed topics in the recent times relating to judiciary. Appointment of judges to the Supreme Court and various high courts. Now, before I get into what the issue actually is, I will set the scene by explaining two articles in the Constitution which governs the appointments. Articles 124 and 217. Article 124 states that every judge of the Supreme Court shall be appointed by the President of India after consultation with such judges of the Supreme Court and high courts as the President may consider necessary. Article 217 is a similar provision with respect to appointment of judges to high courts. It states that judges of high court shall be appointed after consultation with the governor of the state and chief justice of India. These two articles, especially the words consultation used in these articles, would later prove to be the crux of the controversy. Now, we need to go into some history. I had already discussed in detail in an earlier episode how the Indira Gandhi regime had superseded senior judges while appointing the Chief Justice of India. This was against the established convention and the judiciary took it as a very serious interference with its independence. After the emergency was lifted, the Supreme Court tried to reassert itself against the executors. That is how the whole concept of public interest litigation developed. Now, the next important pushback from the judiciary was in the form of taking over the appointment of judges from the executor. This happened over the course of 18 years and three judgments. And I'll discuss about this right now. In 1981, the first case came up in this regard. It was the case of S.P. Gupta versus Union of India. It is also known as the first judge's case. As I stated earlier, Articles 124 and 217 stated that judges to the Supreme Court and High Courts will be appointed by the President in consultation with the judges of the Supreme Court. Thus, up until then, it was accepted that the central government through the President of India was the authority which appoints judges to the Supreme Court and High Courts. These appointments were done after consultation with the Chief Justice of India and other Supreme Court judges. So, the issue before the court in the first judge's case was regarding the interpretation of the word consultation. Should consultation mean concurrence? If that is done, then it would effectively mean giving primacy to the Chief Justice of India when it comes to appointing judges to the Supreme Court and High Courts. The Supreme Court held that consultation does not mean concurrence. In other words, the court ruled that the central government can override the opinion given by the Chief Justice of India and other Supreme Court judges when it comes to appointing judges to the Supreme Court and High Courts. However, 12 years later, in 1993, this position was reversed. It came about in a landmark decision in the case of Supreme Court Advocates on Record Association versus Union of India, also known as the Second Judges Case. In this case, a nine-judge bench of the Supreme Court overruled the judgment in the first judges' case. 
It held that if there is a conflicting opinion between the president, that is government and the judiciary regarding appointment of judges, the opinion of judiciary symbolized by the view of the Chief Justice of India will have primacy. Thus, no appointment of any judge to the Supreme Court or High Court can be made unless it is in conformity with the opinion of the Chief Justice of India. With this judgment, the judiciary took over the power to appoint judges to the High Court and the Supreme Court. Now, this case is widely considered as a judgment which gave birth to the collegium system. But it was not until the third judge's case, which came in 1998, that the composition of the collegium came to be crystallized. In the third judge's case, the Supreme Court held that the opinion of the Chief Justice of India under Articles 124 and 217 would mean the opinion of a collegium consisting of the Chief Justice of India and senior most judges of the Supreme Court. The court laid down the following with regard to judicial appointments. First, when it comes to appointment of judges to the Supreme Court and transfer of judges between different high courts, the collegium should comprise five judges, that is, the Chief Justice of India and four senior most judges. Second, when it comes to the appointment of judges to high court, the collegium will have three judges, Chief Justice of India and two senior most judges. Thus, India developed the system of judges appointing judges to higher judiciary, a system which has created a lot of issues, primarily because the collegium functions behind closed doors and there is no clarity on the criteria or the basis on which many such appointments are made. The central government in 2014 tried to do away with the collegium system by amending Article 124 and introducing the National Judicial Appointments Commission to appoint judges. This body, National Judicial Appointments Commission, was to comprise representatives of the judiciary and the central government. However, the Supreme Court struck down this National Judicial Appointments Commission on the ground that it violates independence of judiciary. The collegium system thus continues to appoint judges to both the Supreme Court and various high courts across the country. If you wish for me to discuss any of Supreme Court's ruling, tweet to me at Legal Journalist. You can also show your love for this podcast by liking, sharing and following us on HT Smartcast. We are ever-present on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. For more such interesting podcasts, log on to htsmartcast.com. Until next time, this is Murli signing off. Hi, I'm HT Smartcast and I hope you're safe and well. The next episode is about to begin. But just a small message of solidarity before that. In difficult times like these, Living in isolation isn't going to be easy. But what if working from home, our own comfort zones, helps us discover new ways of being? What if this calm, this rest, it helps us listen to ourselves and the people around us more deeply? While that happens, you can find me at htsmartcast.com. Connecting you to the world of comedy, culture, motivation, news, you know, just in case you need some smart company. Thanks for listening. Take care. This was a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast. I'm Annie Apple and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series, Raising April. It's the most intimate sports related conversations you will hear. Each week, we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burrow, DeAndre Hopkins, 
Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app.